everyone. This is Elizabeth Carlyle on Heal Yourself Naturally with Ayurveda. Thank you for joining me. For this episode, I would really like to explore the efficacy of drugs, supplements, and herbs. I believe at least two-thirds of our population take some kind of prescription medication or supplements and even herbs on a regular basis. Many of us take vitamins daily. For example, vitamin C, studies have shown that in most cases, vitamin C was no more effective than a placebo in decreasing the duration of a disease. It is also difficult if those supplements are exactly as they are advertised. The FDA has no strict regulations on any supplements. The only thing the FDA requires is that the label identify the contents and provide a disclaimer that it has not been evaluated by the FDA. It's strictly an honor code. So let's say we get a prescription from a doctor to treat an ailment. Initially, we are relying on the doctor's expertise to prescribe a chemically produced drug to potentially cure the ailment or at least alleviate the symptoms. Most medications today are produced by a chemical process. They research, study, and test these chemicals in a systematic manner. But the chemicals have been isolated and extracted from their natural sources and then combined in ways that are not natural to the plant from which they were derived. Ancient medicines were natural substances leaves, blossoms, seeds, or bark from various plants. These, over time, were then discovered to often cure illnesses using the natural parts of the plant. In modern times, we extract these chemicals from the plants, chemically alter and mix them through artificial processes and then introduce them to the body. This can sometimes produce desired results, but can often produce side effects that can even prove more detrimental. So think of antibiotics that can be very helpful in fighting off infection and thereby relieving us of those symptoms. But additionally, they kill off 
the gut bacteria. And this gut bacteria is vital to proper digestion and assimilation of nutrients in the body. In addition, many prescription drugs cause nausea and indigestion. Many drugs typically can cause skin irritation and or itching, and many can cause an allergic reaction. Many drugs contain labels with side effects that can be almost as devastating as the issue. Before a drug is approved by the FDA, these pharmaceutical companies must first submit evidence that the drug is effective and safe. This proof comes from testing the drug first on animals and then sometimes on humans. Think of what those poor animals are subjected to before a drug comes to market. And this is my opinion, but I believe it's inhumane behavior. From animal to man, the natural chemistry is quite different. Testing on animals cannot provide sufficient evidence that these drugs are safe for humans. So then they test on humans in guarded situations. This is wholly unreliable, in my opinion, and does disservice to both man and animal. In addition, testing does not reveal all the side effects of a drug. Sometimes these side effects don't show up until after the drug enters the marketplace, and many people are already using it. For instance, there was a drug produced for psoriasis called Raptiva. The FDA approved this drug with a warning, and it's, this is called the black box warning because there were reports of brain infection and meningitis from some patients who had taken the drug. It was removed from the market. Another drug, Baycol, was reported to lower cholesterol and was released on the market, eventually revealing side effects linked to a breakdown of muscle tissue that could prove fatal. It was also removed from the market, but four years later. And the list goes on and on. Some of those with severe medical conditions rely on drugs regularly to just maintain life. These are the exceptions in my mind.
once we extract the chemical found in plants from the way nature intended us to use them, we are upsetting the balance of nature. And we may potentially be causing undue harm to our bodies. The body is an amazing instrument. Given the proper natural tools to remedy illness, I believe we can recover fully to our most natural, healthy state. I believe long-term use of prescription drugs will alter the natural chemistry of the body and prevent the body from utilizing its own natural healing properties. Now let's talk about supplements and nutraceuticals. A nutraceutical is defined as any substance that is a food or part of a food which provides health benefits. A nutraceutical is generally considered to be a product derived from a food source. Because of its concentrated form, it is understood to be more beneficial. And these nutraceuticals are dietary supplements in pills, capsules, or other concentrated forms. And are made from, only from, whole foods, like garlic capsules, for instance. While supplements, which look like drugs, but can also be made from food or other isolated nutrients or food-like substances. The most commonly used supplements are multivitamins, calcium supplements and omega-3 fish oils, for example. The health benefits of these dietary supplements are very questionable. And remember, supplements can be brought to the market without the support of clinical trials. So let's look closely at a few of these. Fish oil, or omega-3, our bodies does not produce. Omega-3 is responsible for brain development, prevention of mood disorders, cardiovascular diseases, as well as help with reducing inflammation. But many fish oils presently on the market, once they were tested, were found to be rancid. And that is that their fats were partially oxidized, increasing danger of toxicity. Benefits of omega-3s come from tests on the consumption of fish, real fish, not fish oil supplements. Studies are now showing that these supplements did not reduce heart attacks, strokes, or any kind of death from heart disease. 
So the best advice of all is to eat the fish. Instead of consume a fish oil supplement. Again, when we extract an active ingredient from a food or a plant and put it into an artificial form that we are taking in higher doses than nature intended can result in side effects and toxicity in the body. Studies show that most supplement consumers actually have excess vitamins and mineral intake. Multiple trials have proved that toxicity has been associated with excess consumption of vitamin A, which has, which caused adverse effects in bone health and in women who were pregnant. A large number of clinical trials pertaining to the benefits of nutraceuticals produced little evidence that they had any true health benefit. And now we come to herbs. Herbs in the Ayurvedic health science represent the natural health-giving properties of the earth. According to ancient Sanskrit texts, these should be harvested carefully when they are fresh, preserving their natural healing attributes. In Ayurveda, there are many preparations of herbs. They can be used in the dry powdered form in capsules or pills. Or when they are fresh, they can be decocted or infused in liquids such as teas. Since they are in their natural form, they retain their intelligence and the curative qualities of the, plant, of the plant. In Ayurveda, we classify them according to the doshas, vata, pitta, or kapha, which will either cause an increase or a decrease in these energetics. We also use Western herbs, which will also be classified in the same manner. Examples are ginger and fennel. So in Ayurveda, when we use herbs or use them in herbal formulations, we don't make these selections arbitrarily. We examine the taste of the herb, the thermal effect of the herb upon the body, as in hot or cold, the metabolic effect of the herb, the post-digestive effect upon the body, the effect of the, on the digestive system and the tissues of the body, and the affinity that the plant may have to a certain tissue 
or channel or organ. These plants have properties beyond their energetics. So we need to have a complete and thorough knowledge of the herb, how to use it in combination with other herbs, and then check for any interactions with anything the patient may otherwise be taking, including foods. And herbs are foods. Herbs do not upset the natural chemistry of the body as prescription drugs do. Herbs help correct the natural balance of each individual's constitution and natural chemistry. But again, we must have herbal knowledge to practice correctly. The World Health Organization has set standards in quality control methods for medicinal plants. In addition, many nations around the world are setting legal standards for herbal products. These standards are just like standards set for the pharmaceutical industry. These assure safety standards for all herbal medicines. I'd like to mention just a few herbs that are currently very popular and well-known. Many are familiar with Brahmi, and that's B-R-H-M-I. It is a cooling and sweet herb in taste. It works on all the tissues of the body, especially the plasma, the blood, and the nerves. We use it mostly for its nervine qualities to induce a calm and peaceful state of mind. In addition, it helps improve memory. It helps mental agility and concentration. It is useful in controlling stress, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, dementia, ADHD, depression, and even drug addiction. It is indeed a superior herb. We use it often in nervine herbal formulations. No herb or drug interactions are known when using this herb. One more premium herb with many wonderful actions is Guduchi. G-U-D-U-C-H-I. Unlike Brahmi, Guduchi is heating and has a bitter quality in taste. Guduchi is a fantastic herb for so many things. It is wonderful for the liver and can detox the liver gradually. Guduchi reduces burning sensations, it destroys toxins, and cleanses the blood. It can relieve gout and arthritis. Gaduchi can help recovery from alcohol poisoning, chemicals, 
or medicinal drugs. It helps with autoimmune diseases and inflammation, even skin conditions such as eczema, psoriasis, and lupus. The list goes on and on. Herbs are the great asset to the practice of Ayurveda. They can speed up repair and recovery of the tissues. But I believe no drug, supplement, or even herb is the panacea for disease. Each one of us is the ultimate healer of our body. These are just tools. The belief in self-healing is the greatest tool we can individually possess. I hope you will consider any of this information to be valuable in selecting drugs, supplements, nutraceuticals, or even herbs in the future for your own health and recovery. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, this is the time of love and gratitude for all that we have during this holiday season. I wish all of you good health and happiness. Many blessings to all. Mm-hmm.